since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death came to all men because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. But sin is not taken into account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to Moses even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam. But the gift is not like the trespass. Again, the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. I love this. The gift of God is not like Adam's sin. For it concludes by saying, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. May that be, oh Lord. May grace reign in my life, in our town, not just R-A-I-N as it always does in Medford, in the Rogue Valley, but R-E-I-G-N, grace reign. Even as we just read, just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Welcome to Rogue Grace. This is Peter John, a.k.a. John's son here on the radio. Thankful for this opportunity because, well, lots of reasons, but one is that it is Friday. That means it is free for all Friday. Which means I would like to open up the phone lines here in our country church of Applegate, wherever you might be in the country, in the city, in the USA, uh, in the Rogue Valley. So our number is 541-899-KAPL, 541-899-5275. I'd like to open up today if and when we get phone calls for questions you might have from the scriptures for John Corson Jr. or Peter John 
Or maybe you have some comments on my sermon last Sunday or on the radio program or some thoughts from the scriptures that you would like to share from the Bible. So the subject matter will be the Bible. (laughs) That's a good one. A lot of other subjects you may know more than I. A lot of other subjects I might not be interested in. But the Bible, I like that subject. It's a good one. It's a fascinating one. No matter what side of the dilemma or the controversy of whatever it may be, the Bible. There's nothing like it in the world. So, if you would like to call, I'd love to take your phone calls. This is Peter John for Rogue Grace, and you can call in again last or I'll give you the number again, 899-5275, area code 541. So give us a call. We'll open up this program for calls and questions or thoughts, and we'll take a song break as we wait for your phone calls. Again, 899-KAPL.
gonna change your mind. Love, you're never gonna let me go. You're never gonna change your mind. You're never gonna let me go. And you're never gonna change your mind. You're never gonna let me go. You're never gonna change your mind. You know, first of all, you can call in to the radio program if you are having a question or a comment on the Bible. We can discuss it at 899-KAPL. Uh, 541 is the area code. Um, where sin increases, grace does much more abound. Y- your translation very well may render that where sin increased, grace does more abound. I like that. It doesn't say where sin abounds. It just says where it increased. Grace does much more abound. Literally, the word there for abound, as you may know, is super abound. So we might put it this way. Where sin increases, Romans chapter 5, where sin increases, grace superabounds. So where does grace superabound? Where sin exists. Where there is sin, grace superabounds. That's why it's grace. Now, now, I'm not saying that grace superabounds because there is sin. No. It's when you sin, when you fall, when you fail, you're simply in the most undeserving state for the gift, the goodness of God. So you qualify for God's greatest favor. You know, we often say that. She did me a favor. He did me a favor, right? That means I didn't earn it or they went out of their way to do it. Great. That's what grace is. I'm not saying we should sin. No, there's calamity. There's heartbreak. There's pain as a result. But I will say that where there is sin... Where it increased, grace does much more abound. When you put your faith, not in your holiness, but in the holiness of Christ Jesus, the Son of God. See, the question is, when you mess up, fall short, or when you sin. The devil says, don't take advantage of God's grace. You know what I mean? And if you never take advantage of God's grace, you how will you ever overcome sin? No. 
Grace is the only anecdote to sin. Too often in church, not just not our church, I mean, just essentially in churches, uh, it seems to me we emphasize sin, 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 as though it's the greatest thing. And we emphasize sin, but grace is greater than sin, we are told by the Apostle Paul. And if we teach it like Paul taught it, people will not be condemning themselves. If you see this, the moment you fail, you will say, I thank God that I am abounding in favor and in his love. When you fall, when you fail, that is the moment to exercise faith like no other time. You see, the law and faith, they do not mix. They're like oil and water. The, the law is the system of earning and deserving, but faith is reaching out and God gives his favor to you. And then guess who gets all the credit and the glory? God. I mean, when you look at Jesus, he said, you are well, well, you are well. Yes, and they had to believe it. He says the same to you and I. We have a caller on line one named Bill. Hello, Bill. How are you? This is Peter John. God bless you, Peter John. Thank and you, sir. I'm so glad for God's blessing on your life and your teaching. And you've been a blessing to our lives. And thank you so much. Wow, I appreciate that much. Very much. Thank you. What's on your heart? Uh, my, the lessons that you've been talking about, work and the walk, mm-hmm. yesterday's message. Uh, I know that we're supposed to be childlike in our response to the Lord, in our fellowship with the Lord. But being childlike also means being very highly uh, clued in or, uh, let's say, focused on feelings, reacting to feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's where, on a daily walk, I find uh, difficulty, because if I'm led by my feelings, it takes me down the wrong path. But it's only after I stop and pause and meditate or pray that I begin to focus back on the Lord. But it's, it's, mm-hmm. I don't do that enough, mm-hmm. and my walk suffers because of that. And what moment by moment can I learn from the walk to keep my focus on the Lord uh, to because I so often go to feelings, lean on my own understanding, and that's the biggest stumbling block. I, I think I'm beginning to just grasp various teachings that I get from this ministry, mm-hmm. but to actually not base it on feelings, but to actually ignore my feelings and still be childlike and respond in, in, in uh, just the way a child would, uh, it, it, that's the walk. That's where the rubber hits the ground, and that's where, at the end of the day, I feel so stressed that I haven't done it, and I failed in doing that. And th- that's the part of the walk that I wish to understand more. Hmm. Bill, I, I think about 
what you're what you're bringing up there about the child or the kid and when we look at our children or look at kids when they're small they they're it's easy for me to say it's 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 true they are not perfect uh not even close but they still have this when they're kids i'm not talking about older but when they're little they still have this um openness to their their mom their dad um there's not there's not a a, a complex of of uh, a barrier of guilt in which they i can't talk to dad and mom or i not when they're little i can't uh communicate with mom no they, they still have that freedom to say i'm hungry <laughs> or i'm cold or i'm bored or wh- whatever it it might be and so i think that the devil wants me or the enemy wants you definitely our flesh wants us to think well i i didn't today um i didn't seek god or i didn't tune in like i should and that then affects the way that we tune in or seek God right now. Um, and it kind of inhibits, it really inhibits it. Um, but, but I guess, um, I'm trying to say is that the more radical we can make this grace thing, the more free we can, uh, feel. And when we, when we approach God, no matter what we felt or did five minutes ago or earlier today, um, that it has nothing to do with how I stand before God right now. It's when I start feeling guilty, you know, or, or, or feeling condemned, um, that it might definitely affect the way that I approach or, um, come to God now because of what I did or didn't do, uh, an hour ago or earlier today or, or yesterday or what have you. And that is just, um, the old, covenant that's my flesh getting involved and uh the enemy capitalizing on that for sure but then to think it doesn't matter whether i approached god like i should have an hour ago or not in order for me to approach him now it has nothing to do with it i am just as holy as i could ever be i am just as righteous as i ever could be because it's not based on me but in jesus christ and then i can come to my god and my father on that basis is are you you know is that kind of are is are you following along a little bit with with that i mean i know you're already familiar with with grace but but grace allows me to 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 um open up to God just as I am right now without hindering what I, because of what I didn't do uh, earlier today or yesterday or what have you. Thank goodness for grace. I agree. It's amazing grace. (laughs) It's amazing grace. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. We are opening up the phone lines here on 1300 KAPL. Uh, that's the very phone number if you want to give us a phone call, 541-899-5275. This is Peter John, and it is Free For All Friday. That means, hopefully, my plan was less of me talking, although I had to do that last segment, and more of your discussion, your thoughts, and your questions. That's what I would like. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll see. We'll take a song break right now and open up phone lines again. Give us a phone call. We'll be right back. 
For the time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant and I turned away from them. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. That is the new covenant. How many times have you, I'm asking myself, how many times have I heard seminars and sermons along the subject matter of how to know God? And the answer to that is, he would say through this passage in book of Hebrews, quoting from Jeremiah, you already know me. Now that makes me want to praise and pray. Not just reading books about his omniscience or about theology, but to know that I already know God. It says from the least to the greatest, you will know me, says the Lord. You don't teach people to know the Lord. It says you already know me. That word know, know the Lord, used in Hebrews chapter 8, literally means to know by experience. All will know me. It is intuitive. It is intimate. It is without effort, as it were. What triggers this? Mercy. We read, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. I can never get tired of the mercy of God. There are some people that do. They get tired of me or you talking about God's mercy. All right, that's between them and God. I just cannot grow weary of God's mercy. He says, I will be merciful to their iniquities, we read. This is quoting from Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Now, iniquities, I will be merciful to your iniquities. Iniqui what is iniquity? It's not just sin. God chooses to use this word iniquity. He's clear about it. The first time the word iniquity is used was by Cain 
when God said to him, you will be punished for your sins. But it's not just that. For in Jeremiah 31, we read that iniquity is punishment for sins. God says in Jeremiah, that new covenant that I talked about, God says, I will not visit the iniquities to the fourth generation. So I will not visit the iniquities. You guys, see, what, see what I'm saying? Iniquity is punishment for sin. And God says, I will not visit iniquity. I will not, in other words, literally, the new covenant says there is no punishment for sin. He will not visit your sins. Because it was placed upon Jesus Christ. He punished your sins upon his son. Therefore, God says, I will remember your sin no more. I like that, by the way. That's found in Hebrews. I will remember your sin no more, quoting from Jeremiah, but no more in the Greek, in the book of Hebrews. It's a double negative, meaning never, ever. (laughs) I will never, ever remember your sin. Why did he have to say it that way with such um, emphasis? Never, ever. So, that we might finally believe it. (laughs) That God does not remember that he is not mindful of our sin. God is saying, don't think of me as being mindful of your sin. Not even the back of my mind when you come to me. Praise the Lord. He is not mindful of my sin. Therefore, I'm going to make this connection now. Before we go, the problem with the new covenant is not sin. God took care of that. It is self-righteousness. When we try to be righteous in our own power. And that's why when Jesus was here on earth, the prostitutes and the tax collectors, they hung with him. They were received by him. Because if sin is what stops God from blessing, then there would have been something very wrong with Jesus' ministry to tax collectors and prostitutes. But in fact, Jesus healed them, met their needs, touched their hearts in the midst of their sin, and it changed them. God Can I put it this way? Think about this and see if you agree with what this statement I'm about to make. God cannot heal those depending on their own obedience. It's the tax collector in the corner of the temple crying, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus says to that one, grace, favor, power is given. 541-899-522. Seven five. We got caller on line number one. Stacy, hello. How are you? Stacy, hello. hello. What's on your mind? What's on your uh, a, a thought pattern right now? Well, Peter John, I just had um, a question on a dream I had where I heard 
um, the words, Mm -hmm. keep giving out my manifold witness. And when I I had that dream two years ago, and I've been uh, looking up, what does this mean, manifold witness? Hmm. And so I I thought of that song, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness, because it says, join in all nature with manifold witness, but what does that mean? And I was wondering if you might have anything that you could help me with, with how, what is the manifold witness of God? Stacy, could you, what, what was the, what was the, 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 the statement there that you made about the manifold witness? Um, I heard the words, uh-huh. um, keep giving out my manifold witness. Keep giving out my manifold witness. Well, one thing that I might suggest for for your uh, contemplation, just to, to um, pray over and think about manifold witness, is that there are a couple, a few different ways that we are witnessed to about God, about the Lord. Um, so one would be nature. Um you know, Psalm 19 tells us that in uh, the nature around us, God is seen and his beauty and his power is seen. And so that's one way is when um, we're in nature or looking at nature as um, a witness. So, so like his creation. Yeah, exactly. And then not only that, though, but then Psalm 19 talks about his commandments even being a witness even maybe even more accurately oh. so you have his word as as well so you have creation okay. and then you also have his word so that's more than one witness then that's the man and then the third one would be the holy spirit within us um so yeah. that i'm not just reading the bible but the bible is within me there's three witnesses right there creation um or nature you know his word mm-hmm. and and then um his holy spirit uh, within me, that Jesus says, um, where there are two or more uh, witnesses, uh, every word will be established. And there's three witnesses right there. So I, I'm not saying that is the answer, but that's maybe something to consider. A manifold is you have nature or creation, you have his word, and then you have the Holy Spirit. And I don't know exactly how that's going to pertain to your life or personally, but maybe that's something in the equation. Thank you. That yeah, I had it was a longer dream. That was just a portion of it where I've um been pursuing yeah for some time here. Um I was in this dream just when I heard those words. I was giving out um a mix of blood and water. Uh-huh. And just that's it came when from, I heard that. Just came from the side that just as came from the side of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Very uh, I'll continue to contemplate the blood and the water and the manifold witness, there's probably, I probably, I don't even know if I've scraped the surface by those three things that I uh, have well, I've brought been up. doing this for about two years. I yeah. haven't scraped the surface. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is with the Lord, usually. <laughs> yeah, it's a continuation. And the closest that I um, could find in manifold um, witness was the manifold wisdom mm. of God in Ephesians three, ten and eleven, mm. and it w- it said to the intent that now 
unto the principalities and powers mm-hmm. in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, mm-hmm. according to the eternal purposes which he purposed in Jesus Christ our Lord. So I took that as we have more than just the witness of man here. Mm-hmm. We have the principalities and powers witnessing the salvation that Christ gives us. That's beautiful. Maybe that's the answer right there. You already had it. Yay! <laughs> I, I mean, what you just said just now, Stacy. that to me is not only poetic, but it's so New Testament so beautiful it was a good dream yeah i agree (laughs) lord give me one of those i like it yeah you get one of those if you get one of those in your lifetime it's a great i agree thank you stacy well we really appreciate we um i wanted to tell you we have an internet um ministry cool and we stream your show every day so we have our uh it's called shepherds for jesus and we stream your show every day and and you have a following here. That's rad. I, that's really cool. <laughs> made my day. <laughs> Thanks. May, may my following and, uh, be uh, after Jesus. We're just so happy yeah. um, that the Lord has healed you yeah, so much. And has. we've been praying for you. And it was just wonderful. Your ministry of grace is wonderful. Stacy, that means a lot. He is a such lot. a good, yes. good, good God. He is. And you know that means a lot because uh, it wasn't too, more than a couple months ago. I mean, I was... Uh, Right. They were wondering if I'd ever get on the radio or anything again. So he's been gracious. Yeah, we're praising the Lord and jumping yeah. up and down over here. So <laughs> I love it. Where, where, what state are you in? <laughs> God bless you. God bless you too, Peter John. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Cool. That was great. I asked what state she was in. I think she meant like thought like state of, you know, whatever. I meant the state of the United States, but it works. Hey, thanks for tuning in um, on Free for All Friday to Rogue Grace. Got a couple phone calls. Hopefully, if you ever have any questions next Friday, give me a call here on KAPL. May your weekend, this starting now, be a true Sabbath for your soul. True rest. Whether it's physically, yes, but not just physically, but spiritually, mentally. May you find rest in this fact. It is finished. See you on Sunday.